Good evening. Welcome to Wargaming After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Sean. I'm your host, Ricky. And I'm your host, Brian. So tonight we'll be talking about the recently dropped Necron Codex and Space Marine Codex. A few other little things that GW has dropped. We'll also talk about Adeptus Titanicus. Yes. On episode 5, Mark 2. <laughs> That's Ricky, right. They don't know that. Episode 5 is late. Why is it late, Ricky? Huh? I have no idea what you're... Why are you looking at me? Did None we... of this is my fault. Did we fire our editor? Huh? Did we fire our editor? You needed to. We probably did. He was lazy. He is. He, some days, he doesn't even put real pants on. He's in my house without real pants on. Sick bastard. I... Did you check him for underwear? I... Not that brave. I did think about going and like forcing him to dress. So tangent before we even get started, forcing him one, into a dress Is it for the Patreon. For the Patreon, one LVO I went to. Um, we went to Mario Batali's restaurant in Vegas, and we had a friend that only wore shorts. And I literally watched the Maitre D put pants on this man <laughs> so he could sit in the restaurant. It was, was it expensive like a... and delicious, but not worth the money. And not worth pants. Not worth pants. He was so mad. I would be mad if some place was like, you need to put pants on. I'm like, did you wash that? Like, how I'm many just, people have worn this he was, he was a big guy, and I was just impressed they had a size. Hey, it's Vegas. Who knows? Who knows? All right. I would have just gone down the street to McDonald's. <sighs> I mean, you might need pants at... Vegas McDonald's too. We were on the strip. GW has dropped the Necron Codex, which I am, for the most part, very happy with. They have also dropped the Space Marine Codex. I think we'll start off with Necrons, where, for the most part, like I said, I'm very happy with this. My Catans actually became, like, this big part of the army, where before... Every, every time you say Catan, I know what you mean, but because I've been reorganizing board games for the last three weeks... All I can think of is like Settlers of Catan, and my brain goes into I fucking hate that game. Well, I think what do you that, want me to say? I, I think C-tan? the actual I think the actual pronunciation is Cetan. Is it Cetan? Oh, because it's like the old Satan. Because it wasn't Satan; it was Satan or some shit. Well, no, like that. I, I think they do that when it's an up with the uppercase and then the accent over it. You actually say the letter. Could be. I would be what is called the American. So, America! Correct any other country's pronunciations. Gotta put some American in these books. So, what need to do? They are written in British English, which drives me crazy when I'm trying to but write it, things up in the internet. And but, all of my spell check is freaking out because center is R-E instead of E-R. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to fix it. It's from, the, it's from GW. It's fine. Well, it's also weird that because like, I think no because I think they use the American spelling of color in there if I'm not mistaken. Mm-mm. No, I, it's a UR. It's, it's, it is it's a, a UR. UR. It's a UR. I'm pretty sure. Which about ninety percent sure. I'm gonna come clean. I only learned that a few days ago. I was happened to be watching through, and it was just the British versus American spelling so, and how we have just like cut stuff out. And it was supposed to be a joke on why we had a revolution we because made it more we uses. We, uh, we use less letters. Actually, no, what happened was, was the British tried. Cricket. The British actually wanted to make themselves sound fancier, so they added more. We actually use a more historical type of English. 
compared to the queens. Hmm. See, that's not, so I, I feel like that's just another way that ours is better. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that either. So, for, don't worry, I'll we say can, it for the both of us. We're we can't have this. Mark three. Huh? There's no Mark three for episode five. Yes. Let's get into Necrons, by the way, guys. So, C-Tans are now C-tans. probably going to be in every army list for the That's most cool. part. That's I, cool. I've always loved them, so, and they've never fit well. Void Dragon Hype. Is he good? I don't care, but is he good? So, I think he actually... He's good. I, I'm not going to say he's not. And new model, he's definitely C-play. Do I think he's better than the Nightbringer? Personally, no. He still gets shooting. He still gets do two they, powers. Do they explain in his little fluffy whatnots how he's escaped from Mars? I'll be honest. I was very preoccupied on reading every piece of rules in here. You I are supposed not read, to be my expert. I did not read the fluff I am on the disappointed Void in you. But the thing is, Sean has no incentive to read all the lore on Necrons because he's like, "Hey Brian, I let this read all this awesome lore on Necrons. You're just gonna be like, Necrons suck." I would listen. Huh? I would listen to my friend, and I would appreciate that he was excited to tell me a thing, and I would pretend to care. Let me. That's like how I pretend to care that you're not wearing real pants. Let me go into why I think that skirt is flattering, though. The Nightbringer. It's, is better than the black actually, dragon. You know, if this were if this were a skirt, I think it would be a kilt, right? Because it's, you know, this design. Is well, that how that works? Flannel, flannel, yeah. But that's not. No. So if the I void Google dragon. This, I wonder if it belongs to a Scottish clan. <laughs> we're gonna let Sean talk about Necrons now. So the void dragon. I cannot wait to edit this. Because... <laughs> All of this will be gone, and no one will know that the struggles I had to sit through for that last conversation. <laughs> this is the best part. So you were asking, who do I think is better, or if the Void Dragon is worth it? So all Catans, or C-Tans, whatever you want to call them, 360 points. So that is a good chunk of your army, but for what they put out, they're worth it. Yeah, it's a, I'm a well, space that's actually player, that's just a repulsor ex- executioner. I'm willing exactly, to pay for it's, that. Yeah, it's... It's a Repulsor Executioner, it's a Yinkarn. I think there are a couple other things that fit. Uh, well, we'll let you finish this because yeah. it's a Necron-related thing. It's, all of them have three roll... Uh, well, let's go with the three named ones because the one that wasn't named, the Transcendent, is going to sit and hide or collect dust. Probably for most of the nine. Is he most not good? Nine. He's, you're not going to be bringing more than two because they're 360, uh, 360, and he is less... He's not as good as the other three. So, the they all have Necrodermis, Enslaved uh, Star Gods, and uh, Reality Unravels. So it's three different things, which are, first one, four up in bone, and they can't lose more than three wounds per phase. Uh, the Enslaved by Star Gods is your basic uh, can't take a relic, can't be a warlord, and cannot benefit from Lookout Sir. Because they are yeah. characters. And then the last one is uh, a special exploding rule. And then each of them have their own specialty rules from there. So, the Nightbringer. 
eight inch move, which the three name notes all have eight inch move, and they're all weapon skill and ballistic skill of two plus. Strength for the Deceiver and the Void Dragon are six, toughness seven. Uh, nine wounds, five attacks, leadership ten. Save for the Deceiver is a four. Save for the Void Dragon is a three. Here's why the Nightbringer, I think, outshines. Because it is Strength 7, Toughness 7, 9 Wounds, 6 Attacks, and then a ten, uh, 4-up save. You're going to be taking the Invulnerable save. Yes, the Void Dragon has a 3-up, but I think... Uh, is his... the Void Dragon a 3-up Invulnerable, or is it a 3-up? No, 3-up, just base save. So it's a 3-up, 4-up. Okay, yeah, I, so it's, I it's, totally agree with you. It's really not going to matter, but you're going to have plus... Uh, plus one to strength and plus one attack, and the attack is key. So it has two different profiles. Before attacking, you must select which profile. First one is the Reaping Sweep, which is a strength user. AP three, one damage each time this attack. Uh, this attack is made with this profile. Make two attacks instead of one. So its first weapon, if you choose it, has twelve attacks. 12 attacks, Ren 3, 1 damage each. So that is when it needs to uh, not be shot at, and it runs into a small unit. Yeah. Then you have your other one, the Entropic uh, Blow. It is times 2, so your Strength 14, Ren 4, D6 damage. Each time this attack is made with this profile, invulnerable saves, saving throws cannot be made against that attack. So, does it matter? You have six attacks, strength fourteen, rend four, and no invulnerable saves. So it's gonna one shot. As long as the dice are with you and you can roll, probably four out of the uh, six attacks, you're going to hit on a two. Most thing, uh, almost everything, you're gonna wound on a two. And then it's just if you can roll decent damage on your D6. So it's going to be able to hit a Rhino and destroy it. It's going to be able to hit a... Uh, Brand new Gladiator tank. Yes. What it, uh, What's the invulnerable save on the transport for the Primaris? The Impulsor? They don't have... Oh, the Impulsor is yeah. a 4+. Plus. 4+. Plus. So well, that loses me, its save as well. Let me double check. Just to make funeral pains and apothecaries are how you deal with that. Yeah. Like Death Guard are just going to laugh. Yes. Death Guard will. I mean, but Death Guard are going to fall to Gauss. Or Tesla, rather. Yeah. Tesla is built to murder Death Guard. Now, so that was just the Void. uh, The Nightbringer. The Nightbringer's old gaze has been turned into a Catan power. But they get two powers. Even the named ones? Do you get to select, or is it set? You get to select, but if you have multiple... How they change it up is they won't. They don't make you roll for the die. You can roll, and then if you get duplicates, you can use them. For not on the same one, but if you have multiple C-Tans uh, or Catans, you can have uh, multiple powers. But if you don't choose to pick, which everyone's going to do, you just have to spread the love, basically. So you can't use the same, the best power every time. 
Yeah, you can't just spam. I think it's... What's the good one? Sky of Falling Stars? Uh, I, I think, think that one's Mortal Wound Spam. Yes, I think so. Uh, I think they all have play. Maybe one or two. Or I think just one is less effective. But they're all very situational. I think they're just kind of like a... Yeah, not an over-the-top. Yeah, I think they're, they're really going to be your situational... Oh, this person has this model. If I move, or this unit, I can move in this way. They place it next to the hero I really want to kill. I have a Catan power that can take care of that. Void Dragon. So Void Dragon has a shooting, which is 12-inch range, heavy 1, strength 9, AP 4, T6 damage. Now this thing has a massive text block for its ability. Each time this attack is made with this weapon, if it hits scores, draw a straight line in between... Uh, the point of the model's base or hull and uh, that of the closest model in the target unit. Make one wound roll against the target unit and each other unit that the line passes over. Each time attack is made with this weapon is allocated to a vehicle. This model, that attack has damage characters of D3 plus 3. So it just... It's kind of like a Mosharian Lantern with a little bit of caveats. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, it's alright. Like, it's a 12-inch gun that strength 9, it's going to be useful, but why... Oh, let me finish this and I'll really go into why I think the Night, uh, Nightbringer overshines the Void Dragon. So the Canoptic Tail uh, Blades, it's a strength user, so it'd be 6. AP 2. Uh, one damage. Each time this bear fights, it makes D6 additional attacks with this weapon. So, unlike the Void Dragon, I mean, unlike the Nightbringer, the Nightbringer can only pick one weapon to fight with. The Void Dragon can split the attacks like a Demon Prince could. So you can do a few on the claw and a sword. Yeah. Right? Um, and then the spear does strength plus three, so it's going to be strength nine, AP four, D6 damage. And then it does the same thing it did before for the vehicle. So if it's hitting a vehicle, it does D3 plus 3. So it's a little bit better off for the D6, right? But why? And then, yes, it has another special thing for if it attacks vehicles on a 2 plus, it can regain wounds. So that's the Void Dragon. Does the Void Dragon do anything positive for Necron vehicles? No, none of... Uh, well, the Deceiver can move stuff around, but... Nothing, as far as I can see, does anything special for plussing our uh, our vehicles. Why I think the Nightbringer is better is because you are going to be able to hide it more. It is not a massive model. It is yeah, maybe a Gilliman, a Gilliman size or Abaddon on a 40 mil base. Yeah, but he's spindly though. Like you could, like uh, most. He's very thin. He's like yeah. a he's. He's not like a piece of paper, but he's pretty close. You put him well, sideways, you yeah, might be able you, to hide. If you angle him towards your opponent's gun line, and you put like his scythe behind him, the scythe becomes the widest piece of his profile. Yeah. You, you can almost hide him behind him. Like, well, uh, the Deceiver's pretty spindly, too. He's not the biggest guy in the world. No. The the Deceiver and... But the Deceiver is not a combat beast. True. He, he gets... So he never was, though. He gets, a, he gets five attacks at strength six, AP three, three damage. Once he does his little thing, he's going to go off. I don't think points-wise for 360 is what you're going to be using him for. 
So he. So basically, it's a minus one to attack him, and then he does his grand illusion where he moves models. Which could be good. That could completely fuck somebody. But that's decided to move into cover or set up their well, there's a their there's turn a trait. in a certain way. I think that those uh, the powers that allow you to do that, like Eldar, have phantasm, for example. Uh, if I can remember correctly, there is a actual like trait if you're making custom dynasties mm-hmm. to have a pre pre game move your whole army. That's also really good. I'd have I I yeah, don't remember and I strong. don't have that page open. I I, I do miss talking about Space Marines. Old school infiltrate that that was pretty fun. Uh, you know uh, I I no sorry not old school infiltrate old school scout move. Old school scout move would be better. I I gotta be honest. I still don't like that Space Marines have the the forward deployment thing. Oh, with the Phobos. Well, they they have. Well, they always ex- had it with scouts. Well, yeah, but the the fact that they still have uh, almost exclusive. Hell, they'll do it. No, they don't. Rangers. No. No, they inf- Rangers now deep strike. They don't infiltrate at all. No. Uh, Only- scorpions. Nope. Deep strike. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's almost actually the the only way that you can stop a Phobos deployment with Eldar is if you bring a Webway Gate, yeah. which is fortification points, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's I like the gate. Honestly, if I was gonna play with the gate, I would run two just to be a dick. Well, I with the new uh, I actually was gonna order one, but I actually is it back in stock now? I could. I don't know. If, I, if only I were the one with the computer. I'm actually. So normally I'd be able to tell you what's in stock, what's because I used to check and keep yeah, up regularly. on it. But with the all the work I've been doing on shelves and stuff in the last three weeks, all I've done is like, oh, this is the new thing. Let me put it on the website. Because well, I don't like sharing my dirty tricks, but we may not have an event for quite a while still because of COVID. I will share this dirty trick with the universe. Um, the new order of operations that you have with reserves does not currently exclude fortifications. So what you can do. You bring an item on from reserve. You can bring an Eldar Webway Gate on from the table edge and then poop something out of that Webway Gate that you did not pay the reserve points for because it is in a skein. You need at least two because you need to have one on the table to put something in a skein. But you can, like, just for example, um, the Webway Gate costs one commit. I think think you're going to fall under... Ter- uh, like a terrain rule, like a faction terrain, uh, a generic terrain. Like terrain has to be set up on the table prior to. I don't think so I because would, the I don't think fortifications count as terrain. Your new book, the new book the GW put out. I think that Sean is right, but I'm not a hundred percent because which again, new book, the uh, terrain book. It's uh after our break. When we come back from our break, we'll uh. We will, we will, because that would suck, because I've never gotten to use that trick, and I really want to. I, I'm pretty sure, because it's, th- I'm going back to Sigmar, and Sigmar is a lot of their testing ground. Sigmar, for faction terrain, it has to be set up ahead of time, except for one army. Well. Which is Sylvanath. Well, th- I think that's, and that's then a little... others well, that's can be they summoned can summon, on later. They can like summon Mankin, trees. Yep. But, but faction terrain in 40k is, is a separate thing from fortifications. Um, yes, actually, but, lots of the faction terrain and fortifications have gained the fortification keyword, and ooh, not not all of them. So you have to, to be check. Able to you. murder the triumph of Saint Catherine or whatever that thing is. 
Oh, yeah. It, I, think I think all. You can. I think all. So no longer are the days of uh, demons playing, or like Nurgle demons playing with the tree and the tree stays there forever. Stupid tree. The tree is fucking stupid. It's worse. Than, it's better. Worse than Sigma. Better worse. Better worse. I love it. But, so, quick. Do you why even have a ni- Slimex? Why the night? Yes, I do. Why the Nightbringer is better. You're going to be able to hide him more. He's stronger on attacks. Yes, you're talking only the difference in between 6 or 12 attacks. But he has that ability where he's going to... You have so much versatility with him. And just to be able to hide him is amazing. Because the Void Dragon is not the largest thing. Like, it's it's not Mortarion. No. Yeah. But it's it's still pretty big. And you're going to be able to see it. Yeah, that model is... I mean, I like it. I do. No, oh, it's the not a awesome. dragon. Well, no. When it was described in the books, it was a dragon. Can I tell you now? The, see, the, the now Emperor... seeing the model after listening to Mechanicum. You have finished Mechanicum. Yeah. yeah so then you no. know exactly what I'm talking about. It's different. Yeah, it's Everyone not what you thought. Everyone listen to Mechanicum. It is a. This is going to go into what we're talking about later. It is a great story that it takes a little bit to get into. But a lot to get into, but at the yeah. end, it's amazing. The end is amazing. Talking about Titan battles. You get to understand a battles. lot of the tech they talk about in the Horus Heresy, too. Yeah. Like, they explain what the new sphere is, yep. which is not a thing that you actually ever gets explained. And it doesn't exist in 40K. Yeah. Because of, you know, that book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ricky, who has not read very many of the Horus Heresy novels, feels left out. It's a great he could book. Expand it really is. his horizons by reading them. If they would just put Sanguinius in more of them, they'd be worth. He's reading. in a lot of them. He is. He's just in the later ones. Having it, read when he's all on of... the cover, it's just a guardsman. That's what I know about the books. Did you actually read all of that one? Yes, I did. Okay, because Ralderon has the best moment in that book. I don't even know you. Well, the, yeah. Well, that that is a pretty that is that, that is a pretty epic moment. Where, I don't I don't know if the demon sword cuts out. The guy's like, "Ha! I'm great. I'm amazing. I will destroy the entire empire by myself." He gets too close to the forbearance, and then the demon sword stops functioning. He's like, "I can't beat Ralderon. What the fuck am I even doing?" I I don't know what's better, Ralderon kicking like Spartan, kicking him off the wall out. and going, "I don't even know who you are," or when they Ralderon lets them get close enough to the tower that they think they're gonna take. And then the door is open and it's just Contempto. All Contempto. And the Night Lords are like, well, we were the first on the walls of terror. Whoa. Our contribution to the war is now over. That's the one thing is that, uh, granted, I'm not wholly well versed in like 40k books. Why does it seem like every time a Dreadnought comes on the scene, it's immediate endgame? Because um, unlike on the table, Dreadnoughts are supposed to be or. Yeah. In the lore, crazy powerful. Also, generally, if you, it's a... Uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are pretty good, my uh, Death Company Dreadnoughts. So, if the Dreadnought is used for narrative effect, it's just beastly and ridiculous. If the Dreadnought is a single Dreadnought that's used to oppose a single particular character, it will still be terrifyingly deadly, but that character will get lucky and kill the Dreadnought. Yes. Unless it's, it's... Bjorn against Magnus. That went poorly. That's I'm talking about heresy. Okay, yeah. heresy. Yeah, that's 
It's usually the character gets super lucky. Or like there's a fluke. Yeah. Or it's a Primarch that just like, oh, you're a Dreadnought, let me rip out your sarcophagus. Yeah. Well, Kalth actually, go, uh, later on, I think it's... Uh, now I can't remember what book I'm on. There's so many Kalth books. It's one of the Kalth books. books. It literally talks about what a Legionary has to go through when he becomes a Dreadnought. Like, the first time they actually feel fear. Oh, yep. And, like, all that, these that anxiety. Is, that is betrayal. Betrayal. That is the first Kalth book, yep. Yeah, it's the first, first Kalth. And it is... It's really cool to listen to it. Yeah, because he's you think he's going to be a main character, and then he's gone, and then he's back at the yeah. very end of the book. Yeah, it, I'm past the part where he is gone. Like he's not now gone. Yeah, and I, he hasn't come back yet. But he. Well, you you know, there's going to be like the plucky last stand. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, he shows up at the plucky last stand. I, I figured he would. Also, the triarch. That the guy goes to the the place and he talks to. Yeah. Um. He shows back up too. Good, because he was just gone forever right yeah. now. He's he's a really cool character. I don't uh, think he shows up a lot more in the Heresy, but in that book, his like endgame is pretty good. And Samus? Samus dies. Uh, I, Samus hasn't even showed up yet. Samus always dies. But I know he's there. Um, so let's talk about a few other Necron profiles before we get into the real Necron rules. and I can debate with Ricky if they're good or not. I mean, you've been into the real Necron rules for like six hours at this point. so Yeah, so... Gauze Reaper, the new weapon for the Necron Warriors. On episode 5.1, I was telling you how they made it worse. And then I read the rules. <laughs> and this then I kind this of is terrible. came to the conclusion like, oh, I was wrong. So remember when Indominus dropped, it was range 14, rapid fire 1, strength 5, AP 2, 1 damage. Now, in the new Necron book, they are range 12. Assault 2. Which was the big thing I missed. Assault 2. That's pretty big. That's a big change instead of, like... Especially because you still have the Dynasty where you can auto-advance and move through stuff. You can... Uh, they changed that. So that Dynasty no longer gets to shoot if it auto-advanced. Really? Yes. Uh... My my narrative art, uh, my narrative dynasty has changed <laughs> because it, it completely changed how I played Necrons. So I will be reforming my narrative army and the Overlord's name changes that had to happen, which now is basically GW gave me a whole list to pick from out of their curs- Crusade section. Is their name generator good? Because the Eldar ones sucked. Uh, so it's decent. It doesn't have li- like. It's a lot of, like, titles, not not direct names. GW's Eldar names are rough. Because they, they look like they're a Tolkien-based, but they're really not. They're, they're, well, I think what they did is they basically took, took, like, the Tolkien names, and they just cut all of them in half without any respect for where the half actually fell in right. terms of phonemes. Yep. Like, it's... Yeah, because I've tried to do it, too, when I was designing my Eldar, because I was thinking about doing a campaign. And I, I literally just was like, nope, nope, we're done. So basically, you have a two different tables, and like it's breaker of the Catan, stuff like that. So it's not like different Imhotep or something like that. It's generic. It's more like titles. Than- <laughs> yeah, it's more like titles, like destroyer of the swarm, reaper of dorm system. Eye of the Triarch. 
Stuff like that. Cool. Which, what I'll do is I'll take the Kill Team book and take this book and just reference. Because they also had, uh, like, a small half-page When I generator. made the ridiculous spreadsheet for my Dark Angels, I actually had a... Somebody at some point thought it was appropriate to get me a Kabbalistic uh, angel encyclopedia. So it's just like all of the hundreds of different Kabbalist angel names with little summaries. And that's what I went through. Because it, it still has that little bit of a Hebrew vibe, which a lot of the Dark Angels names are. And um, it worked. So if you look outside the box, you can find some pretty good stuff. Speaking of that, we'll get into some high gothic names when we talk about Titanicus. Oh my god. That I found a website and like I said, we'll get to it later. It's it's interesting what they did on that website. But uh, the dynasties. So now the dynasties have changed. They basically have two bullet points. This says this this faction does this, and then there's another one that has two rules basically for every faction. So the GW specific armies have the third part where at a certain command uh, protocol has you get both directives instead of one. So command protocols are the Necron version of uh, chapter tides. They're actually no, more no, like no. tides. They're the like Grey tides. tides. Grey Knight tides. Okay, or yeah, so the same, new feels the same slot, if you will. Yes, yeah. but it just it's a different kind of like it's a by phase usage kind of mechanic. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Okay. Yep. It's, I was kind of hoping everyone would get those because that was my biggest bitch when Chapter Tactics struck. Is like, this is so much free lunch. Arguably, the only uh, was um, the Canicles. Iron Hands for mechanic. Well, the uh, no, I'm saying like in terms of like a free lunch rule that happens on top of everything else. Yeah, Canicles of the Omnisci were like the only corollary. Yeah, but like Mechanicus is just a bad Obi, right, Ricky? It's a bad Obi. That's that. Uh, you've mixed your friends up. I'm afraid that you that's not going to trigger me, but you're wrong. <laughs> so the worst part is I know I'm wrong. <laughs> and you're like I can't even it. I can't busted even say it with a straight face. <laughs> They're busted as shit. But what they did is they gave us what Eldar had and what Space Marines got, the you can create your own dynasty. So you have two page worth of traits. So you in, pick one trait, and then you pick one from the other page. I haven't looked at the Create Your Own chapter for the, the Space Marines because Lion for Life, bitches. Um, but in Rise of the Phoenix, the Eldar book, when you could create your own covens and whatnots, yeah. it actually was a net, net loss because you lost a lot of the relics, access to the relics. Uh, same thing with the Eldar. unless It's, it's similar to this. You, so you lose, by making your own trait, you lose one of the protocol, like... You're in one of the command protocol phases. Each one of the initial six get one of those protocols to go. Hey, you get both directives. You lose that. Is so it, you don't ha- you don't have a chance of ever getting two directives. Is building a generic thing worth it for the loss of those two directives? You lose stratagems and you lose right. relics. At the moment, I have not been able to get any games in with it, so I can't tell you yes or no. But overall, what it looks like, yes. I know is... in 8th edition, Space Marines 2.0, they got enough free lunch that it didn't really matter the, that they lost the relics. But with the Eldar, it hurt them. Oh, well, not only that. So, um... unlike the Space Marine one that was 8th, like, uh, right, I'm barely a Space Marine player. I have a few primary stuff from Dark Imperium that are my iron hands that I use to 
I basically supplement my 30k stuff into if I'm going to play 40k Iron Hands. Yeah, you talked about that in episode four. Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, so I haven't bought the new book. I haven't looked through it. I remember successor. If you said it's a successor of this, you could use the Iron Hands relics. Really? Because if you were a successor of Dark Angels when our uh, uh, Phoenix Rising or whatever, whatever the series was, um, I just remember Cal you had, Drago snapped his fingers and undid everything. You have to pay uh, if you're a successor chapter. Use a stratagem, and then you get one Dark Angels relic. I believe it was the same with the Blood Angels, but no, the, I know what Sean's talking about, and yeah, in the Space Marines Codex. If you just arbitrarily declared you were a successor, you got even more. Yeah. So, yeah, and that's where successor Iron Hands were actually, I think, what, one? Well, the Iron Ravens, when it was successor um, Iron Hands and... Uh... Hi, my other Space Marine Army. Raven Guards. Raven yeah. Guard, thank you. Yeah. It's it's Corvus interesting. Corvus. I I want to play around with making your own... Uh, because there it's, are it's some my other powerful army. ones. No, there are some powerful like dynasty traits, but nothing is like overly like this is what you do every time. It doesn't matter if you lose those protocol stuff. I think what this book honestly did is made Necrons more of a fighting army than a shooting army. Really, even with Tesla, Te- like no, you're gonna still do your base troop. Like base troop are always gonna be there. But are you running immortals or warriors? I'm gonna have probably both, mixture of both. It's probably gonna be one Tesla unit, one Gauze unit, and one Gauze Reaper warrior unit. Well, okay, so I will I will put because just because I'm just gonna throw this out there because I think it's one of the things that I look at and I go, well, yes, um, the new Gauze Reaper in a Ghost Ark. Mm-hmm. Are ghost arcs opened up? Yes, they are. Are they still? Uh, I don't know. If only there were some form of tome keep, device. Keep tome. going over what you're saying. Mighty I tome. Will tell you. Yeah. Well, like the, the first thing I thought when Sean read the new profile from the Indominus box drop was like, "Oh my god, ghost arcs!" Because if you could, also two ghost arcs reanimate warriors. Um, so you get double reanimation protocols, or at least you always did. No. They are no longer... No open-top rule like Harlequins. Quantum shielding, command protocols, living metal, repair, barrage, and, uh, and then explodes. What Hovering. is barrage? Uh, in the command phase, you can select a one friendly Necron warrior unit uh, within six. If you do so, it's their uh, repair stuff, I think. Because then it goes, if you do so, up to D3 destroyed models from that unit reanimates. Okay, so you can't do, no. do gunboating. Because they used to give a plus that... one to reanimate, but now they give... A separate yeah. phase. Yes. I was going to say, I don't think that's the thing. I think you're going to... You will probably still see a ghost arc. Because there's not bad. They still have shooting. There's still transport. I think it's going to be more of your night sights. Yeah, night sights were always... A... Uh, but here's why. I think that they may not be 100% fighting army, but it's not going to be your... Why Knight Size? 
Why Night Tides? Yeah. Because you can drop a... They can plop down a unit of up to 20, I think. From... And it's from... It's not like Deep Strike. It's from, like, a different dimension. Considered. It's a transport. Yeah, basically. But if it dies, I think you can spend... Uh, I'd have to look, but what it did in 8th, you put space, uh, spend a stratagem, and you can just pop them out so they don't uh, just The only vanish. good thing is, with the rules written currently how they are, the one thing you can't do with the Night Scythe is just appear the Night Scythe on the table with reserve rules and then drop your guys. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, because I think you have to disembark or transport at the start and reserves happen at the end. Or not at the start, but you have to be during the movement phase, and then reserves are... That set. might be what a stratagem does, but yeah. Okay, yeah, then that would be pretty scary if you could just be like, you know, and they appear! So here's why I think it's you're uh, going to be fighting. A lot of the new stuff, you're probably not going to see a hex mark on the table. You're probably not going to see the reanimator. Uh, because, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't think reanimation protocols are as good as they used to be. But I'll go into that in a second, because uh, Ricky is biting his tongue trying not to yell at me right now. So, a bunch of stuff got extra attacks. Uh, Lishgard now have, uh, Lishgard have three attacks. Um, so, your war sides on the Lishgard, so without the shields, are now uh, two damage, AP four. Now, but you're still gonna probably bring them with the invo and save because the shields, um, which gives a four up invo and save, and a uh, add one to armor saves for the bearer. So basically, it's uh, it has an invo and save. Oh, it's the new storm shield rule. Oh, four okay. up invo and then a two up armor effectively. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, I was doing math only in negatives, not a two up. So yeah, so your list card now have. Three, three attacks at uh, strength six, AP one, AP three, uh, with one damage. For that's a hyper scythe. So I think you're gonna see them. Maybe not as much, but we just got two melee units, not including the new models for flayed ones. So you're gonna have your Scorp Tech destroyers and the Ophidian destroyers. Units of six of them. Scorp Tech are in your elite, so you're gonna have a Scorp Tech. You're gonna have the Nightbringer, or the Void Dragon, pick your preference. Um, and then maybe a Triarch Stalker to get re-rolling ones, or your Lich Guard, or even Flayed ones because they're elites as well. Then moving into Fast Attack. Oh, that's not true. Canoptic Spiders got better. Oh. Their mandible, their like automated claws, is strength eight, rend three, two damage, and you can take them. In, uh, I believe units up to three, and you're talking six wounds. So I, I would definitely see those come out, and then I think they, yeah, they're very similar to what they had with uh, denying for psychers. So, you have a bunch in Elite that can do melee, where Destroyers are no longer there. So, your only shooting in Elite is going to be your uh, Hexmark Destroyer, Deathmarks, and then the 
Triarch Stalker. And that's really it. Obviously, the spiders have some shooting as well. But your fast attack. Now you're going to have the Ophidian Destroyers come in. And they've got three attacks each. They've got uh, less strength on those weapons. So now you're talking strength four or strength six on the Reaper Blade. But it's volume of attacks. And then Triarch Praetorians are now a fast attack. No longer elite. Ooh, that's good. Raids. Have they nope. done anything? Now that we have a Silent King, not to get ahead of you, but now that we have a Silent King, have they done anything special with the Triarch models? I just believe he gives them, uh, he might bon give bonus to them. That's it. Because that was the thing, is like Triarchs were always like, they, uh, they, they aren't part of a dynasty. Because they don't get dynasty stuff still. But like the thing, the whole lore reason for that is like because they're they, they serve the triarchs they're above dynasties mm -hmm. but they're not above the silent king so i was kind of hoping they would have a a cool uh a cool synergy with him but the praetorians the as far as i've seen i don't i haven't seen it like i said i'm doing deep dive of like what i would do and i think it is a lot more uh fast attack or i mean not fast attack more fighting in between fast attack and elite and your shooting is going to be one heavy support maybe two and it's all going to be managing your main points are in those elite and fast stack um but the triarch the covenant is still has its 12 inch assault one strength five rend three uh damage two shooting and then its attack is melee strength five which is just strength user uh rend three two damage so both their shooting and attack is two damage each on those. Then the Canoptic Wraiths, uh, they lost, uh, they were three ups, now it's uh, a four up on weapon skill. But the volume of attacks that they're going to put out, so their basic claws are going to be strength six, rend two, two damage. Their whip coils are strength four, one damage, uh, one rend one damage each of these attacks makes two instead of one so it goes eight attacks so it's they're so good they're pretty good obviously you're not gonna uh you do get reanimation protocols on them unlike before but i'll get into why i don't think that's as good uh they still have wraith form for invulnerable save and they are able to charge even if they have uh shot or fallen back yeah, they're good. They're good, and I think you're going to see those units, and then probably backup stuff like a Doomsday Arc or two to sit in the corner and just be distraction. Always Doomsday Arcs. Always. Yeah. The, those... Well, I honestly, Destroyers are... The weapons change is good, right? The thing that makes me always say Doomsday Arcs over Destroyers, and I'm aware, okay, Destroyers have reanimation protocols... And potentially higher volume of fire. The thing that makes me prefer the Doomsday Arcs is you can set them far away from anything, and then anything that can reach your Doomsday Arc is going to be like AP six or something. You know, it's going to be really well. The new quantum shielding has helped them out. Oh, they've changed quantum shielding. Yeah, that you should bring that up. Uh, quantum shielding. So this model has a five up invulnerable save. In addition, each attack. 
uh, each time an attack is made against this model, an unmodified wound roll of a 1 through 3 always fails. So you can only Ooh. wound it on a 4-up. And is that an additional quantum shielding, or...? No, that's all of quantum shielding. It's just, you. it's transhuman physiology on all vehicles. Okay, so, so I'm not sure... I'm not that's actually not sure if that's better. Bad. It's not better. Strength 16 just laughs at it still. No, well... Well, no, no, because no, you... You used to be on twos, never mind. Yeah, one, two, and three, so it's... No, uh... It, it's... Because if it was an addition to old quantum shielding, that would make it basically invincible. It's not 100% mm-hmm. better, but it stops the weight of getting around the old... Yeah, oh, it vo- definitely... It gets around the, alright, cool, I'm just gonna shoot you with volume of fire. Yeah, it's... With well, one damage. Well, it does do that, but if you don't have the old quantum sh- quantum shielding rule, you don't need to get around that, and now last cannons just work. Yeah, but it also takes away from your... It, they, the amount of dice the you need quantum shielding was pretty broken, though. It was. Yes. Hey. <laughs> it's got a four... It was... It was rough. It was really rough. Because the things that were designed well, to... Hold... attacked it with space marines. I would like... Knights. I would like your opinion on this weapon. 36 to, inches. To quote a friend of ours, honestly, if you brought oh. knights, fuck you. <laughs> so, I want your I opinion, I feel like Ricky. I'm under attack. Ricky, I want your opinion on this weapon. Did you know that Sean has a bunch of knights, too? I have a full knight list. Uh, 36 inches, heavy, 3d3, strength Never 7. Never ran it, though. You know why? He has a soul. AP1. One damage, blast. Sorry, what was that? It's... So, 36 inches, heavy, D, uh, 3d3, strength 7, AP1, one damage, blast. Or, which one would you take? Or, 24 inches, heavy, 3, D6, uh, I mean, strength 6, ren 3, D3 damage. The first one. Almost always the first one. The second profile I read to you was the old loadout for destroyers. The new one is one of the new kit one of the new parts of the kit. Why I bring that up, do you ask? GW pricing. Controversial topic, and I wanted to bring it up only to tell you folks so you know only because I know I'm gonna have to do this at some point and buy them. <laughs> so the old Necron you could buy two boxes of three for $100. Now they only sell, at the moment of this podcast, they only sell one model for $35 times six to get a full unit. Are they selling regular destroyers right now? Yeah, they're still selling the old ones because it's still a weapon option. Oh, you might see get see a new plastic one eventually, though. What do you mean? They're all The old ones are all plastic. A new box one that looks more like the Locos. Locos. Oh. Yeah, so Locust. they can always Locust? put out a squadron one. Because now know. they're calling the old one a Necron Destroyer Squadron mm-hmm. for a box of three, and that's that $50. The new one is $35, so if you do the maths on that, that's 200 instead of... It's over 200 compared to the old one. Once again, who cares? We're still going to pay for it anyways. But... Sean just needs to get your daily dose of salt in every episode because he's a wine-ass. Yeah. So... Why can't you be happy with new things? I am. I'm actually very happy with it. I have a, I have a Silent King that I haven't bought. I have a Monolith that I haven't bought. I have a Void Dragon that I just haven't built yet. You have a Caesaris, don't you? The Illuminator? The yeah, I have Caesaris. Psychic Awakening. Cryptex aren't as good. Hot takes. They're not. They're really not. I never cared for Cryptex anyways. They don't do but their... I don't care for Necron, Necrons anyways because they're dumb. 
Yeah. All right. So, Ricky, quick. Reanimation protocols. All right. I think they're bad. Comparatively to the old one. I disagree. Why? Because I believe now you roll a dice for every single wound, correct? So, yes. So I've got... I'm going to go over this because I did this with Brian earlier. I've got ten warriors. I wasn't paying attention to it. In the first round of shooting, turn... So, your first unit of Dire Avengers shoots and kills five. Right? I, My and Dire Avengers accuracy is not nearly that good, but thank Yeah, you. but I've seen you spike <laughs> sixes, sir. So, I don't want to hear it. The amount of time... I have never beaten Ricky's it's usually what I'm casting to this psych- day. It's usually when I'm casting psychic powers. I, I, I you beat him in 30k. That's true. I beat him in 30k. But we all knew that when I walked up with what I did. Because I was not being nice. Because I didn't know how good his Eldar were or not. So, Actually, right. I, I botched that badly. But alright, go with your example. So... Immediately after your shooting is done, I roll for those five models, right? So I pick up five dice, I roll. Our uh, our new uh, podcast dice give me three fives. I get three warriors back, and now sitting at eight. Your next unit of, uh, what do you want, Dire Avengers, shoots them again. Let's say this time you didn't spike slash cheat, and you only killed two. So now I have six, but two of them are immediately rolling for reanimation. I do not get to roll for anything I've lost prior. So instead, where I used to uh, every turn, I'd pick up all dice and roll. I I have six guys. I'm going to roll for four. Now you immediately roll, and you only roll for what died. I still... Now, let's... Let, you do, you're you worried because multi-wound models. Let's pick up uh, my unit of destroyers. You kill two destroyers. That's six wounds. I pick up six of our podcast dice. I roll all six. And I only roll two five-ups. I don't get any back. You have to have a full gambit of wounds to bring one model back. So okay, I have to I have... I realize that. I thought you could bring back partially wounded no. guys. That's you a have to different. have a fully wounded model of all wounds to bring back that model. So I would need three for each destroyer. Okay, yeah, that is that is actually measurably worse. I thought, I thought how that worked, I thought they took it from you on one end and gave it to you on the other, meaning that... Like, if you rolled one five up on six dice, you'd be able to bring back a destroyer. If it's a single wound model, yes. The problem is when it gets to multi wounds. Well, yeah, but it's the, so it's well, the same. It, and, and it was broken. If you, for there was a game that I played against someone that was sitting here at the table that I could no not keep. This game. I think it was uh, our last of escalation with uh, destroyers. It took three turns to dest- kill them all because. Each turn, I would get lucky and be able to bring multi multiple uh, of them back. My Dark Eldar would not a good army. Dark Eldar, actually, believe it or not, I think Necrons might be one of the yeah. It was few areas in Eighth Edition where Dark Eldar go well. Shit. That was basically what I was running <laughs> into, and he would do shit like I would finally be like, all right, I'm gonna get you, and like the brand new Incubi that I really wanted to fight with. 
would come in and then he'd be like Veil of Darkness and it's like tone four and like yeah well don't don't that's the one thing I've seen on a lot of battle parts people Veil of Darkness turn two like you have movement you like unless there's something you need to get off the table Veil should be used light game turn three I agree three and four because that definitely won you won you at least two games even you need to put what he just said right there right after I say Dark Angels are traitors. <laughs> so, continue what you're saying. You need to do it late game. You, you need, need to do it late game. I mean, if you, if you absolutely have to do it turn two and you know that's clutch and you've won the game because of the movement, do it. Yeah. But the ability to be able to shift the battlefield in such a way that your opponent can't... Because even I was playing Dark Elder Vehicle Spam and he popped that he was he was going second in the round um so i turned five and i still had vehicles on the table but i couldn't block every avenue that he was going to move his troops into so he just popped into another spot cleared me off the objectives and continued to score basically um and i just couldn't it was like i was reacting to him i wasn't able to prevent him and it, it wasn't a good place to be and it was quite frustrating because I wanted my new Incubi to kill them. Honestly, it felt... it. Drozer needed to fight. So I was playing old uh, Nefrek when they could move 6 and still shoot. Yep. So they auto-advance 6. You, you're moving 11, and then I also had Veil. Which, I can't do any of that now. I can still do Veil of Darkness, but I can't move and still shoot. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it, it changed up a lot with that. But that's kind of like... It felt like Harlequins. I was playing Harlequins with Necrons, so you I was were. playing beefier models yeah, in the you, way I wanted to play my Harlequins. You were able to win. Yeah. It's okay. I still beat up that shield captain. Still beat up that shield captain. 30 witches versus one shield captain. 500 points. I don't think either of us... You were there. Anyways, I, I still killed... Uh, yeah, the game gets right. Yeah, that's right. Before the plague. Yep. Yeah. 30, 30 witches, one shield captain. We talked about this in episode four, but it was great. Custody's lost. I've uh, never seen somebody so mad. The golden boys are cool, but... Well, he couldn't get away. Every time he tried to get away, I had the, the, the witch we keep you thing, and yeah. I was able to roll successfully. I, the net. So, we've talked about reanimation protocols. We've talked about some data sheets. You're real excited about Necrons right now. I am. Like, yes, I may have lost, like, one or two rules. My dynasty has changed. All it has done is given me a whole new opportunity to build different things. Like, why I think uh, fighting is going to be pretty big is honestly because I went through what I had in my collection, looked at the stats for them, and realized, like, hey, that's not a bad choice. Especially, like... Game stores don't have to do the the smaller table, but if you like these higher level tournaments are doing a smaller table, that just makes fighting even better. What yeah. do you think about the it because it's minimum table size, not required table size? I very strongly doubt that it will be widely embraced on the tournament circuit. It's it is being widely embraced. Most of the battle mat companies are now making them to the minimum size because people want it. Less ter- want one people want it, two uh because it it creates a shooting gallery. And I wonder but it I wonder also has well, that's less the terrain. problem, right? Because yeah. I'm 
Well, I think that that is kind of why I don't see it being uh, picked up by ITC, for example. I believe because that ITC is work. I thought ITC is working with GW now. I, I they're not. If they, they are, are, then they're not. If they're working with no, GW, uh, they are quite literally not ITC because ITC is independent tournament. Yeah, so, no, no, they work. They work together, but they're not like ITC is not basing the things off GW. GW is yeah. not basing things off ITC. GW is flagrantly using ITC as a test bed. Well, I think they should because ITC beat them to the punch on a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of issues in the game. But, I agree. No, the, the reason I don't see it being embraced broadly on the tournament circuit is because so much of well, ITC, um, their rules that they did in addition to GW was just to prevent shooting galleries. It was just to prevent, it was like, you know, because, you know, if you play in 8th edition, there was a very good chance that it's like, oh, look, I went first and I brought, you know, we both brought 2,000 points of shooting. I go first. Enjoy your 1,000 points of shooting when you get to hit me back. Like, that was, you know, a legitimate problem with the rules, and that was what ITC went a long way to correct. So I don't see them picking up a smaller table size well, lots of that people, will abbreviate the game. Lots of people think you're going to have better luck with, with close combat armies. And I don't see that as much. But I, I, don't, I don't either, because the thing about a good... Uh, I don't think I can point to a single army that is... Generally, if you look at the codex, like this is rolled for close combat, and doesn't Our also have things. delivery methods. Well, I let I should have let you finish that sentence. Yes, you're right. Tyranids, huh? Uh, the, I, I I disagree with that. Um, you can't you can't haul a card effects in one of the transports. No, you can't. But can you? And I don't think you can haul Tyranid warriors either. No, well, Wait, yeah, well, the, no, no, doesn't the, that pod? <laughs> The pod can drop down, and drop the pod. Does, the pod does it, and then the uh, it can drop the card yes, effects. I, I have actually watched uh, a well, battle okay. report where they did it. Okay. And then you're from really the where the road site. meets the road for close combat with Tyranids is Gene Stealers, the Tyranid, uh, yeah, first generation, whatever the Tyranid Gene Stealers. Yep, they're by far the best close combat unit for the points, and you can bring a horde of them in with the uh, Trigon. Yep, I've seen it. And also, if you wanted to run close combat Tyranifexes, for 10 points, I believe it's still 10 points, you make them minus one to hit. They're T8. They have a three-up armor with the minus one to hit. It's very, very strong. Uh, I think they're 130 points each, too. It's dirt cheap. So you can spam eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, cool. they're... Okay. Yeah, and, and if you're the close combat ones, you just advance them the first turn. Because they don't lose combat ability, too. That's the other thing about the current Texas. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't lose anything because they're eight wounds. I, I mean, I'm sticking by 4 by 6 because I just bought mats. That's what we'll be playing at our local store, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I just I, bought a mat, yeah, too. all of us have the 4 by 8 4 by 6 4 by 6 would be a massive mat. Oh, my God. It's also It'd also be hard to have a table. Plywood, which is why it's in here. Um, <laughs> Everything is 4 by 8 Except that fold-up table that you know still is not here do you want uh, me to go back and get it not no, today not today we're just gonna pick on you until it shows up here dude you didn't oh. even manage to get pants on huh so these are a sort of pants another reason is because we also we also play other games that use it legion we still need a six by four i know you can you six by three it's th six by three but you need yeah i bought a six by three map yeah, yeah but a smaller map would not help you in that way True. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's what I'm yep. saying. 
or an I play Sigmar, or if we play Adeptus Titanicus at a full massive scale game where we want a six yeah. by four table. Adeptus yeah. Titanicus makes Piece me of happy. Terrain hides and drawing behind while you're so playing. Before Legion. we get into Titanicus, let's talk about Space Marines quick. It's a good book. It's a good book. It's got lots of new things in it. Cool, Adeptus Titanicus. Space Marines are Space Marines, and they have Space Marine all over Space Marine. So. Every that's what I see. Space Marines right now are very good. I'm not going to sit here and read off rules to you like Sean did because I don't have the patience for that, and neither do you. We just uh, also respect. just assume it's better than anything you have as a Xeno player, and you'll be right. I'm I'm pretty happy with my Raven Guard. They're not they they've never been the strongest army. So wait, uh, hold on one one crucial point because I don't have the book yet because wargaming isn't a thing that's really happening right now, so I haven't felt it as a priority. Um. Because this is near and dear to my heart. Did they amend the individual data slates for us, or are we waiting for our supplements? You So the way that it works now is everything in this book you get. Yes, but what about the special things? I'm getting there. And then your supplement will have your special things in it. That's Your FAQ that I showed you has all of your special things in it. So you get all of the mashed potatoes now. And then you get your gravy to put on top of it. Well, the, the, here's what so, I was So, like really... your Sanguinary Guard are not in here. Well, They're in your supplement. Well, that wasn't the... Your Librarian Dreads I, supplement. I, I assume they would be out somewhere else, but that's not actually what I'm what most, are you, most concerned with. What are you looking for? My Heavy Flamers. <laughs> my Flamerbacks. And my destroyers that would flamers. that would be a supplement thing, I believe, or it's in the book. Everybody might have it now. I'll check. Because destroyers with heavy flamers coming out of a drop pod now that heavy flamers are twelve inches. You mean devas- <laughs> you mean devastators because destroyers devastators, don't devastators. exist in this game. That's right. Just, we were just talking about necrons. That's why. Well, if you were playing thirty k, you could have destroyers. It's it's a unit. Dawnbreakers. It's actually a, a great unit for you. Dawnbreakers are the first and most important thing I need. That is true. You should get them. I am. I I absolutely. I I know. Like it's like you know it's the forty first millennium and they're bringing spears. Which isn't like... It's the 31st. Is it the 31st or is it the 30th? 30K is the 30th. 30th, yeah, sorry. So they can replace... Because that one doesn't move, right? This one moves. Yeah, this one's... uh, Even though we're now moving back in time because there's... Oh, shit balls! Hold on, we have to step back once because we missed a huge... We said nothing about the Silent King apart from how he interacts with... That is true. Don't ask me about lore, Ricky. That no, I, about lore. I've got it covered. He talked to Dante. You're just assuming that? Oh, he did. Oh, no. Yeah. They had a conversation. All Look, right. He's really proud of his his Go guy it, being Ricky. a Super charismatic traitor. and loved by everyone? Yeah, I'm proud traitor. of that. Yes, like I said, I have not had a chance to read through no, well, just just, the, just in terms of on the table, we'll go with. We'll, we'll well limit ourselves to what can he do violently. And apparently, one of his good tactics is just make him blow up. Yeah, that will make me cry. Is that true? Cool. Like we said, we don't like to just read off everything, but sometimes you have to. Yeah, because he has a full page dedicated to his rules. Okay, my Thank first you, question: Does he have supreme commander? Because if he doesn't, if he doesn't have supreme commander, he does. Okay, thank God. Because I was worried that they were just going to be like, "It's only Primarchs." Fuck you guys. Sixteen wounds down. Uh, it goes all the way down to 
nothing, right? Like you should. Then it has the two uh, objects that go with him. They each have five wounds. Um, he's got a ton of attacks. Uh, three different shooting profiles. Three different melee profiles. They're all pretty good. They range from anywhere from one damage all the way up to six damage straight. So the Annihilation Beam is uh, Strength 12, AP 4, 6 damage, but that's a heavy one. Uh, your Assault 9 weapon, your staff, his staff, is uh, Assault 9, Strength 6, AP 2, 1 damage. It's You're bringing him for buffs. Um, so he can do My Will Be Done twice, as he should. Like, like I said... We do not have enough time in the podcast to get through everything if I read this entire dash sheet. He does a lot. <sighs> so are you excited about him? Let me... I'm excited that he, ex- he exists. Cause I, know, I am like, more excited eyes... about... The problem is, I have a vault already that I want to play on the table. That's 550. I believe Silent King is 500. Then I also have the Void Dragon and the Nightbringer. Okay, so, you, we, so he's we, spoiled by choice. Yeah. I'm spoiled by choice, and I'd rather right there now. Are other Harlequin players right now, Sean, who are just like, "Oh, poor you." My Harlequin person inside of me is going, "Hey, screw you, guy." <laughs> yeah. I, I just am, have too many awesome options. I have too many awesome options. <laughs> other than like this, I'm like Harlequins. I'm like, "What am I buying today?" Oh yeah, a bike squad. <laughs> oh. Bike squad. Oh, troops. Oh, there's my troops. Skirball. He, he's awesome. He, like, if he's on the table, he is going to be amazing. So, to answer your question, you look at the weapon profiles list. It's at the very end of the codex. It's actually hard to find. Well, the very end of the unit entries. And you go to heavy weapons. And heavy flamer has two asterisks next to it. As does hand flamer. And as does inferno pistol and then i go down here to the italicized text which reads for two asterisks only models from the death watch chapter or the blood angels chapter or one of its successor chapters may be equipped with this weapon yeah oh i'm so happy about that how you doing buddy my drop pods yep so drop drop pod heavy flavor devastator 12 inch range yep dropping turn one in devastator doctrine AP two, it's super exciting. Do you need a hug? I I'm hugging. This is that was a hug, Brian. Are Get you your, kidding? Put your hands on the table, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I need some time alone. <laughs> uh, the Space Marine book's great. I really like the way that they've broken up the units. I'm excited about the new Gladiator tank. I'm sad to see treads go away because I'm a bit of a treadhead. But well, I'm not as well. The the resin ones, no one's gonna miss because it's at, like one, so as two. a uh, Iron uh, Space Marines player only by proxy, because I have ended up buying boxes that require you to also own Space Marines too. Like the also my chapter d- tactic, I'm really curious to see how good it's going to be. Uh, which one? Dark Angels. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, is if we stand still, we get plus one to hit. That could be amazing or useless. And like a Ravenwing army, it's not going to come up very often. I'm very interested to see. I've been playing around with Iron Hands list that their troop are only assault, uh, the assault intercessors, because they're cheaper. Ricky, how do you feel about assault in a 
Inucessor Death Company. It's... See, I'm actually... If we were alive, you'd see how, like, that just, smile just, is just, going just, the, the, yeah, from the, ear to the, ear. The manic grin that's on my face right now. Um, I own a lot of the pickup trucks. For those who don't know, that is the Impulsor tanks. I have three of them. I wish they had ha- the they were in closed troop compartments. I you wish. can buy. I know. Okay. I will. Yeah. I don't own any Impulsors yet. I believe they're not. This is literally the only thing Brian does not own a million of. He has 134 Deathwing Knights. That's not true. I have 30 Deathwing Knights and 134 Deathwing Terminators. They're Pretty close. Uh, no, they're not. They're not the all, same. Listen. They're not the same. Because the one <laughs> dies to Nurglings and the others don't. That's true. <laughs> Everything dies. Everything dies to Nurglings. So... So, I'm sorry that the Space Marine part of this is, you know, not as big, but... But everyone's also well, hitting it already. Yeah. yeah like, I by mean, the time not, you're hearing this episode, literally honestly, no even a lot of the Necron stuff has probably been hit, too. It's, but You're just way more excited for Necrons Space than we are Space Marines. Yeah, the Space Marine Codex is like the Eldar 7th Edition Codex in that, like, you could make up a rule, and then if someone actually asked to see your Codex, you opened it, and not only did they have that rule, but it was better than the thing you made up to cheat. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's 100%. the Space Marine Codex. <laughs> yeah. Just... It... Oh, no, they just get... Why? It's turn one, so... Actually, maybe... no, that's the Dark Angels and uh, Blood Angels FAQ. That, yeah, that, that's true, yeah, because the set, like the Sanguinar is like, what happens? Oh, oh, I've got you now. I did all these tricky things. It's like, oh, the Sanguinar just appears there and kills your trick. Because In... that's how it's... You know wait, what I'm wait, honestly... Wait, what? <laughs> no Ryan, good reason. You know what I'm actually very excited for? What's for ninth edition, just how the codex has been rolling out, how they're like there's a lot more in depth, uh, the whole crusade section, and all the like. I'm actually very impressed with the new codexes compared to start of eighth codexes. I'd like to see the knight, imperial knights. Oh, I'm super excited! Like that is do, something. So, do you know what's in the new Titanicus expansion? The Mechanicum knights, House Mortan. Yeah, baby. Oh, for oh yeah, yeah. it's my favorite house. Oh, I just, wish. Just so everybody knows, when I play Imperial Knights, I play Mortan. I know they're not the best, but I just love them. They're silly good. When I play Knights, you know I'm just there to be like, "Hey guys, fuck you." A jerk. A jerk. But I'm gonna laugh my way through it, and I I think I'm a pretty friendly Knight player most of the time. You are, except for the Ninth Edition's game. I was, I was friendly. Uh, yeah, well, I was friendly. I was friendly. It was ac- it was actually pretty cool. It was fun to it was fun to see a Scorp Tech, like for the first I, time on the table. Scorp Tech, uh, he just killed war, that Warglave, wrecked a Warglave. Just walked into it and ripped Dead. it to pieces. So I get a lot of. I think the third time on this podcast, they were playing a game of Ninth Edition, so they could get familiar with the rules. And Brian bought the brought the army. I that also blitzed him with like twenty four hour notice. <laughs> not even. Um, the the thing I get a, I get a lot of shit for a game that I played where I, I told a friend of ours that's a tuned player, a female tuned player that I really just want a game where I get to step on bugs. Yeah, I was there with, for that. With, with Knights, and she was like, that sounds awesome. And so we agreed to play. And then I crushed her. Not not only did I, like, beat her, like, Knights beat most things, I 
it was zero to like 35 in a maelstrom game with knights i had 35 victory points and she was fine with it i was actually a little disappointed because i was very cautious when i played that game and i didn't actually get to stomp any tyranids i shot them all to death so you and, brought a shooting knight army well my knight army is shooting more tan well all knight armies are shooting well most before like, i really knew about knights all of my purchases were mostly guns gun knights um like i crushed her but she had a great game she had a ton of fun i had a ton of fun but everybody in the room around us decided that i was being mean and picking on her and i still get shit for it she and i are like that was a great game we had a ton of fun we still talk about it and everybody else is like you giant bully Knights are just fun to play. A full knight army is just fun to play. It's just fun. It's stupid fun. It's the reason why I bought all of mine. They're fun. They're not supposed to be there. They're not supposed to be the most competitive thing out there, which sometimes happens. Every time I went to an 8th edition tournament and I brought a real competitive list, like a Dark Angels list, what happened? Mm. What happened? Nothing good. Yeah, I got crushed. But in then fact, I, went, I think you, you're the one time. Didn't you bring like you had a, just a ton of Terminators? It's all you had with you. Yeah. And so you made a list out of that, and you ended up coming like second or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's my point. Nonsense. Every single time I have gone to a tournament in Eighth Edition, and I was like, I'm going to play a real good game. This is going to be fun, and it's I'm I'm competitive and know the rules. I got crushed. I would do super well turn one. And then I would get paired against somebody, and my I, they weren't even like super. I was super competitive, good players, and I watched my army fall apart. I would roll ones. I couldn't make charges. It was awful. And everybody's like, "What's going on? This is weird." I'm like, "I don't know." So then I bring joke armies. I bring a bad knight army, and I'm in third place. I'm so much in third place with a bad knight army that can't like capture objectives that I'm. I'll I'll just take the buy and let somebody else play because I don't care. Or I bring an entire army of Deathwing Knights before they got any before Psychic Awakening, before we got anything good. All Terminators and like three units of scouts. That was it. And I'm in second place. Not only am I in second place, I only lose first place because I failed three charges in my last game. That's it. It was ridiculous. And then I would lose those highly competitive games and play the next Thursday with Sean. How did that go for you, Sean? When I needed redemption from a tournament. Pretty bad for me. But uh, I can't say I didn't have fun. Did you know none of our friends cared that they were giving you a bad game on Thursday? Hmm? I'd be in the tournament. I'm like, well, now I just have to like prove to myself oh, I still yeah, know no, how to play no the game. Cared. And they were just like, yeah, fuck Sean. Yeah. Oh, well. It's like, were, yeah. we, like, as much... There was only one game that I actually didn't enjoy that we played. And it was... It wasn't of anything you did. What Wait, it was that? solely. Were you playing your Harlequins at the time? No. I'm wondering which game that was. It was Death Guard. Really? Death Guard versus Black Legion. Oh, that was not fun. It it, it was it was a very cringy like I had, and I'm not blaming this on dice. Like this was not like one of my Harlequins. I blame the dice because for some reason I only roll. So, I don't low numbers. My. It was a it it just didn't go well. My Black Legion Omi is not fun to play a lot of the times, and it's not fun to play against. It's not particularly good. I don't it's know. just really annoying. Yeah, I don't know if you didn't have fun, but I know I was like... I was running into the fact that 
I wasn't couldn't move fast. We rolled a bad mission where we lengthwise on the board, yep. and and you were popping my transport so I couldn't get to you. And that's like the the joke of my um, Black Legion army, by the way, is angry soccer moms. It's all chainsword wielding regular Chaos Space Marines and rhinos. That's it. Yeah, and basically what I do is I pop a it's, pop a it's land an raider army of or a rhino, and then it would jump out. And then your one heavy weapon unit in the army would just pick off what it needed to yep. for troops. And it was basically, you moved up to the center, stayed on your objectives, and it was Maelstrom, too. Yep. So it was also Maelstrom, so it was against me on that, because objectives are all over the table, and... Yeah. You know that Black Legion army's only won, like, two games? And probably both against me. Did I beat you twice with it? Yeah. So it's won three games. That didn't go so well. Was that ne- that, you that beat entire me in, escalation league for you was rough. You yeah. beat me in Necrons uh, when the well, Nightbringer had a really awkward rule. League. When the Necrons, like, special... I used a special stratagem that only worked. Abaddon ended up killing the Nightbringer. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. So you beat me there. You beat me with uh, Death Guard... Against Death Guard. So was, you beat me twice. So you should have... Somebody asked me for a demo of 8th edition just before 8th uh, edition closed, like COVID took over. And the only army I had in the store was the Black Legion. And the only other person that I could get an army quickly that had an army at the store at the time they asked for a demo was Susie. And it was oh. my Black Legion versus her Crimson Fists. And that is the single most cringiest game I've ever played. I I have even that game against Codus when I pulled out the seventy one dice <laughs> was better than my Black Legion against Crimson Fist because it was just everybody laughed at Susie when she made her army and told her the models she was choosing were wrong and bad. Well, and then Space Marine fairness. Codex two came out. I want to go out and say on the record, I never talk crap on anyone for like, especially Susie for what well, she. I would like also, picking up. I would but. also mention that Susie doesn't actually choose her models. Yes, she does. She chooses them off of lore, though. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. like every single model that Susie has. has no. no, it's not off lore. She buys what she thinks looks cool. That's what she does right now. She's going to eventually buy by lore, but like when she got Devastator, uh, Centurions, everybody's like, these are utter garbage. And they weren't. Yeah, I. <laughs> no, they were when, not. When did someone say? When did someone ever say? The said only that? time that a large I've, faction of the community did. The only time I've ever seen, especially her, if you own one bunker, then Devastator Centurions are like <laughs> the the Centurions. When I played against them for Necrons, is the only time I saw her Centurions not do well, and that's only because quantum shielding. Uh, no, it was Tesla. She couldn't oh. walk fast enough. Yep. She could not get across You're the board. Roll ones eventually. Yes. Yeah, it, it's volume of fire. Tesla is evil. But like she she and I both had fun. We made it through the game. She still won. Yeah. She's a deceptively good player. A lot of people don't give her the credit that she deserves. Uh, I think it was her first debut of, like, the full 2000. Yeah. Well, she's way above 2000 now. She's at, like, three and a half. Which, for her, is really good. Global pandemics are really good for army completion. Uh, actually, they were, and now they're not. They were up to a point. Because now people actually want to... The thing is, you can only... Do you know how many... all this stuff ready. Do you know how many armies I painted during lockdown? You want to roll dice. (laughs) Fully painted, like, Flames of War, Eldar, finish my Dark Eldar, finish 90% of my Chaos, my Sigmar Chaos, Slaves to Darkness, 
um, all of my tit- my original batch run of Titanicus, um, and Infinity Army. So, I'll say, we have uh, we won't talk about Infinity this week. We will try to talk about it in uh, the next episode. We should try to get a game in. But I would like to get a game in uh, first. Great, I have to go grab that table topper. Uh, I have. We can play at my house because four. So at my house, a four by four table can fit in my upstairs. Yeah, in the kitchen. And we can still play downstairs. Because water only stays in my basement for the day and the day after it rains. Other than that, we're fine. So there's all. I meant to ask you about that. There might be an easier fix for you. I would have to look at the outside. But anyways, we'll try to get an Infinity game we'll in. We'll try and get an Infinity game in so we can actually talk about it and not just like read through the rules because that is a big book of rules to read through. Yep. It is not like a 40K codex where it's your rules are only the last 30 pages. So we're not going to talk about Infinity today, but what did you and I do last so, week? Was it last week or the week before? I want to go out on a record and say, everyone, if you have the time and you can have a friend pick up Adeptus Titanicus, you should. It is a very fun game where you and your buddy can stay involved in the game the entire time. I agree. There's one GW offering at the moment that I might like a little bit more, but Titanicus is the most fun I've had playing in a while, at least since lockdown, easily. Um, I really like Aeronautica. Aeronautica is like the best dogfighting game I've ever played. That's because he hasn't played me since long. Like I said, I will get Aeronautica as soon as Eldar comes out. I beat you. Dark Eldar versus Eldar. After you played against Sean for seven hours, you and I got... That's right, I was dying. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I murdered you. That was not a good game that I had, though. We We didn't even calculate points. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the second game of... My Yin card totally failed to do Yin card things. That's I mean, I, I've learned that... I've learned how to control the Yin card, so he can't do Yin card things. Yeah. No, it was it was that stupid warlock who wouldn't die. Yep. And then the stupid fire dragon who wouldn't die. Because you can't choose not to attack me. Like, that's a thing. It's yeah. just, for whatever reason, the warlock's like, 17 four-up saves. I'm like, fuck you, dude, die. Well, I, I've just gotten pretty good at feeding the Yin card once he pops up. Yeah. You you leave a trail of breadcrumbs. The so I told you, Brian, when it, uh, Aeronautica finally puts out Eldar aircrafts, I will hundred percent oh, get yeah. into this game. I'm sure this one will too. I told this you, one being Ricky. Yeah, I told you like Tau is cool, but I want I want Eldar flyers. Yeah, Eldar oh, flyers have 100%. always had my attention. I like the Imperial stuff, but because they're cool looking. They look like real fighters. Yeah. They're closer to real fighters. They're supposed to be more agile. I want that dogfight, like you said. Yeah. And you said it all, it's already there, but I'm not an orc player. I'll never be an orc player. Yeah, I have... Uh, the only orcs I have is from the starter. Yeah. Um, I haven't bought any extra. I'm not really excited for them. I love the Imperial Flyers. What I, is... Does Susie also play Imperial? Yeah. Well, she has... Um, because she likes the historical aspect of it. So she's actually painting hers up like squadrons that are listed in a couple novels. And because the first set was Rin's World. Yeah. So Crimson Fist. Yeah. You know. Um, but it's a great game. So, Titanicus. Titanicus. There there are a few boxes out there 
you can find. There's the the large three hundred dollar one from GW. It's mm-hmm. a warlord and warlord and uh, knights terrain. The best one that you can get is the Battle Force box, which is now out of production and hard to find. But that's Warlord Weaver Two Warhounds. Yes. The second best choice that you can do to get into the game, and I'm saying this because I want more people to play this game, is so much fun and you wouldn't think it because everyone's like, Oh less model count like one people less model count. It's very pricey to get into. This one way is not. Right? It sits at I think around 150 to maybe 175 on Amazon. Uh, no, I'm. This is towards the GW price, and oh, then yeah. on Amazon it's you can like find it for 127 ish, on the day of recording, and it comes with the updated rules. Yep. The one sprue that has all of your how to play stuff, your ground assets, and ground your... assets, your template, your small template stuff, template dice. Really nice dice. Really nice dice. Like, and then uh, a quick how to play. Mm-hmm. And then you come with two Reavers, two Warhounds, and two. Serestus. Uh, Serestus Lancers. Yep. If you buy one one of those and a Warlord, You're that done. is 300, roughly around uh, 325 to 100. Uh, to 250 is you're talking about that is in it completely you can play your game like that the thing to worry about with titanicus though that does give you everything but you need terrain you can use any terrain you want because the scale of like hives and stuff and 30k is massive so your 40k terrain can work You, you just can't use a lot of it because it actually does get too tall so can your uh if you go out to your local hardware store and buy that fo- uh, that insulation foam, the hard yep uh, hard foam foam board foam board, yeah, yep. And you build up and just make it like a desert mountain terrain and mm-hmm. just paint it up like that. Yep. You're you're like old school yeah old school wargaming terrain wargaming terrain. That's fine. It's just or, you just need stuff that can block a warlord. Yep, and it's. The game is, when you play with what they call the regular rules or the beginner rules, very simple, flows very nicely and intuitively. Intuitively, If you play with the advanced rules, the game is dynamic, it's exciting, there's a lot of variable built into it, the narrative can change. There is, I, as much as I can remember, there is not a single point of that game where you and your opponent weren't doing something together. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Because it's back and forth initiative. And So just to be clear, I would never get to leave and go get coffee. You could. You could. You could. Like, because we enjoy measuring, pizza. Measuring and moving does take a little bit because facing is huge, and you can only move up to certain angles. So, like, it did take me a little bit to move 45 when you're trying to be precise. Yep. Because it came close. Like, I had a Reaver uh, class Titan. Well, you also train blocked yourself because you didn't measure well. Yeah. Terrain blocking is huge because, well, certain, I didn't think there is a rule where uh, up to a certain height, a uh, Titan can just jump over. Mm-hmm. So that building was small enough. I could have jumped over it, but I wasn't thinking. Really? Because it was advanced rules, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I looked it up later because the actual rules are more than uh, what should be. Mm-hmm. So a lot of places have put out house rules. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, half of the scale. In inches? 
Yeah, in inches, but if you actually measure half of the scale is like almost the height of a warlord. So if you go, it's a scale 10, mm -hmm. five inches up. So they're actually saying what you do is you take half of that because no warlord is going to jump over a f yeah. what's in the game of, uh, was it six millimeter scale? Yeah. But five inch building. Yeah. But it, it can actually, they can leap over buildings as they're moving. Now the nice I don't thing about that they leap over buildings or if they, they step over kick it's them out of because play. they have enough yeah, stride to walk over. over supposedly. The um, the other thing that's nice about Titanicus is it's it's a slower release schedule. Yes. Um. So right now, if you're playing Ninth Edition, I'm sure, you, especially if you're playing Necrons and Space Marines, you are suffering wallet fatigue. Um. Because and playing with a lot of primer. Yep. Got a lot of primer on the table. The um. Titanicus is a little bit slower and what they're doing with specialist games now like GW will do the initial runs so your box sets and your bigger things will come from GW and then your uh, more bespoke and unique weapon upgrades that's from Forge World yep. so, so Forge World can hold on to theoretically can hold on to those bits for longer yeah. and that you can just buy the one weapon rather than having to buy a whole other Titan exactly so they just put out recently Warhound weapons for uh, a, a claw that can launch the, out. Launch the Ursus claws. None and of then the spear, the spear with rope. Yep, it's um, harpoons. That's how they uh, get a hold of some Eldo ships in Betrayer, and it's not good for the Eldo. And uh, like, I think someone did a uh, like a posed. Uh, what, what's the forty k night with the harpoon? The Dallas uh, class. The the Valiant. Uh, uh, I think it's yeah, Valiant. Yeah. Yeah, the Valiant. Someone actually did opposed uh, Valiant and it fired the harpoon out and the harpoon was actually sticking through a storm raven. It was the I've seen one with coolest. like, it was through the ground uh, and they put a rhino underneath it, a chaos rhino and it was like in the process of ripping it out. But, like, Titanicus you could pose the models really well, you can go there are so many legions. The warlords are pre-set up for magnets. Yes, and coming from a non-person that like a person that does not like magnets, I hate magnets. Yep, I have a fully magnetized warlord. Yep, and was that because of our game? Yep, hundred percent. So, and the community is really good. So I've bounced a lot of ideas off the community. I'm like trying to figure out what specific mag magnets you need. And I've sh obviously I've shared that with Brian, but like different little things you could do with terrain. Uh, the biggest thing you're gonna have with purchasing stuff is every so often there's a brand new campaign book that brings new rules new legios uh mana poles which is your basically your 40k which, battalions which could be rough uh, especially starting out but right now you if you wanted to just jump in and get all the books you're paying like 100 bucks maybe 200 bucks yep. it's not that much right and now you don't need that off the start which nope. you like like i said that i own all I'm of not the books for... but i don't need all of them I'm a big person to support your local store, right? But a lot of these stores, like maybe you don't have a local one, you're listening, and your local store is one of these online distributors. GW has already got their money from them. So if you find it for cheaper, oh well. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, like if you like wanted to have every single expansion at this point, you're not going to kill yourself to get it. Amazon has a ton right now. Like for if you search uh, Adeptus Titanicus, there are a ton of uh, little like stores that sell through 
uh, yeah, Amazon because... that is selling that one set that I really highly suggest people get into because they I also have, have the industrial train set. Excuse me, the industrial terrain set, which is the best terrain set for Titanicus. Yes. And don't be afraid to use your giant uh, containers 40. for 40k, because mm-hmm. just think of what a, la- uh, a giant bane blade would need to be dropped down to a city would be. Well, they talk about the Titans being shipped in Titan uh, in coffins. Yeah. So like, with giant drawbridges, that is literally what they talk about. There was more than one time in Kalth where they're trying to cut one of those open. So. You what can do you pretty much think, use Ricky? whatever terrain you have. What do you think about Titanicus, now that you've heard us gush over it for a while? I can tell you right now, I have seen people using, just buy the free bases themselves, using Reaver, Warhounds, and uh, Warlord rules, and making them off of the Wraith Knight, Wraith Lord, and the different kits. Not the Wraith Knight, sorry. The Wraith, the Wraith Guard. Lord. Yeah, you can do Wraith Lord and Wraith Guard if you... And I'm build out. able to look at Brian's stuff and to see the scale of it. I, I know that the, the Wraith Guard might be a weird... Uh, they would, they would only be small. like Warhound size. No, they would. I think they would... Given the scale of what you have here, I think Wraith Guard would be more or less a Wraith Knight. Yes. And, right. And then uh, the Wraith Lord, you'd probably... Uh, Wraith Lord and uh, Wraith Seer, you could probably run as a uh, as a Revenant or a Phantom. Well, no, Phantom is... Yeah, see, you're probably not going to see official GW Eldar for Titanicus for a while because it is Horus Heresy. Not and, for quite a while. And it does come up in a couple books where they fight Eldar Titans, but it's not... It's more based... It's supposed to be Titans versus Titans. I think once they get all of... So, they're going through oh, where they're putting they're out... probably going to be moving... Uh, all of the knights. Aren't they supposed to be moving... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but aren't they supposed to be moving... Uh, Officially, like, not Green Book, but aren't they supposed to be, like, officially opening Xenos in 30K? Eventually, supposedly. 2021? Well, not this year. No. Well, they they still have a lot of stuff they need to get out. They like Dark to... Mechanicum, there's Army Regiments. So they're they're going to finish all of Imperium, and they still have to put out the Khan. Yep. So Khan's the last Primarch to be made. The problem is he's he comes with bike rolls, so they're trying... They have to put out two models, make basically. that work. Yeah, yeah. So they have to put out two models... Well, his rules exist, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, his rules are in book eight. I think so. I it's th- just I, his I could models. Be. Yep. Because it's a Jed-like, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I could be wrong. I've not read book eight. You should get book eight. That's important. For you. But I don't want to move too much to heresy. But supposedly, they're going to do that once they finish the Imperium stuff. Because, and then, then the dark side of the Imperium, right? The Dark Mechanicum. Well, they, Chaos uh, chaos exists now. Yeah. But Chaos Demons and 30K are different than 40K Demons. Yeah, they're so. basically aren't... make whatever you want to. Well, and also, it's... aren't they not as good? Um, they're amazing, like, turn one, turn two, and then they degrade as they play. But they're supposed to be... The Demons weren't fully able to breach reality at this point in the Heresy. So, you have... You're not, like... If you bring in Nurglings or Plague Bearers, they're not, they're not Plague Bearers or Nurglings. They are demons. Demons, and then that you give them a template. The yeah, demons are the Ruin Storm. So. Yeah, they're not, they're not fully fleshed out like 
These are blood letters. These are slashy. Because the gods aren't really that much of a... The gods are there, but they're not as much of a thing at this point. It's chaos, mostly chaos. Yeah, they they don't have their full power, so they don't have enough to... Mm -hmm. So, even... Would you be even interested in regular Imperium Adeptus Satanicus? Because I know you are also an Imperium player. You do play Blood Angels. See, I'm, I don't know that I'm an Imperium player as much as I'm a Blood Angels player, though. See, that's the big difference. Well, so my Legion and Brian's Legion were both picked because at some point in the Heresy, they fought with my Night Lords and your Dark Angels. That is incorrect. I thought yours... No. No, I really just... So the original Legion that I chose were the... Uh, They're broken, that's why. Were the Pale Riders, um, who... I did. They sound cool. They do, actually. Um, but they're not in any of the books yet. So I painted a scheme that was like close to the Pale Riders, and then when the not the most recent book, but the the second to last book that came out had the Gorkros in it, and literally that paint scheme is the paint scheme I painted. So I was like, I guess I'm Chaos now, a uh, traitor now, and I have I'm running Gorkros. Was the Pale Riders? No, I don't think they worked with the Dark Angels. The Pale oh. Riders have almost... They were, like, mentioned at one point as an aside from what I've been able to find. They don't have a lot of fluff or lore about them. I They're like the Karakaradons. Yeah. Well, the Karakaradons at least have a novel series. They so do? Yes, yeah, they do. They do. Uh, I picked Volcanum because they... Brian was originally doing uh, Imperium, not Traitor. Yep. Or Loyalist. Well, I mean, uh, mine, mine are just loyalist Gorkros at this point. Yeah. You bunch of dirty traitors. Well, we're probably going to play through a bunch of different Legion yeah. traits at some point. Well, there's one, the create your Legion traits now, too. Yeah. That's the new book. Well, no, it was in, it was in the one with Gorkros. Okay. So, and then... I think Defensive Ryza. I think that's one. Yes, that was the last one that we uh, we got. No, I have the the one after that. Okay. And I picked up the open war cards, which is going to make our games yeah. uh, a lot more dynamic because they have so much that you can pick from to flip over your cards. It's not just the three from uh, your your regular 40K. There's four sets. You have a world trait, a battlefield trait, a uh, deployment map, and uh, I'm forget- oh, I, tech- I sent you the message. I cannot remember the last one. Yeah, it's... I, I can't it's remember It's probably either. a condition. It's like a condition or something like oh, that. Oh, primary and secondary. There is five different cards you can pull from. The neat thing about Titanicus when you play a game is I have a mission and you have a mission. Completely different. And our missions might not be the same. So, I actually mysterious? lost... Because... They're not mysterious. They're, they're open and told, but you... It's a... I mean, you could play mysterious if you wanted to. That's just a talk-to-your-opponent thing. But you roll a d6 on the table. Yeah. So... You had, when we played, so I'll go over. I had Legio Volcanum rules, uh, which sadly, for the most part, I didn't get to use because Volcanum actually benefits from having multiple maniples. Yep. And you don't have, you didn't have enough for multiple maniples. Yeah. And I don't think you did at either at the time. No, but I wasn't looking to either. No, because at the time, you were the only player. Yep. And now that I picked it up, it was kind of a, it was actually a COVID in, uh, Impulse buy. Impulse because buy. I, I didn't because... even know you were picking it up, and you're like, by the way, when are we going to play Titanicus? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Excellent! I stumbled upon a page that does Titanicus. So. A YouTube, and they were very, like, 
very helpful in learning, and after seeing them play a bit, like, just, it did it for me. At the, on that spot, I was like, yeah, what so, do I need to buy for Titanicus? That being said, I like your narrative, but Ricky never got to answer the question. Sorry, Ricky. What the hell was the question? It was the, um, any interest at all, converting Eldar, 3D printing your own, because it's such a low model count, if, I'm sure there are STLs that exist on Thingiverse or, um, Shapeways. Well, well, uh, one way or the other, because you can, uh, like, I know that the models for the Titans exist. Well, they did way back when, with the original Titanicus. Uh, well, no, I mean the, uh, the S, like, the digital files, I know them. That the, for the Titans they exist, and uh, scaling them down probably wouldn't be an issue. Well, they might all. even be. They might exist to scale. Uh, not that I'm aware of. But have you looked? Huh? But have you looked? No, no, I've looked because uh, I know. Well, no one really was concerned about creating the models to Titanic scale before. I know the STLs exist for a full size uh, Revenant Titan and such. But it's so big. Yeah. It, oh, it's. Yeah. It makes a Warlord Titan look small. I'm holding, I'm actually holding my hand up over the table, and I don't know why. No one besides Brian and Sean here were able to see. But, uh, yeah, if you scale down those models, there's absolutely no reason why it wouldn't just, you know, save you time and. Yeah. Well, would you, you know. be interested? Huh. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I would have to look at the rules. I mean, it wouldn't. Watch us play. Yeah, it wouldn't. Uh, if I wanted to create. Eldar, I mean, you know, just grab the models and scale it down. It wouldn't cost me anything. You could sit at Sean's house, drink beer, and pet his dog while we played. It's pretty rough. Fend off the cats. Eat honey mustard pizza. It's so weird. It's so... I thought I would hate it. It's not that bad. Yeah, the it's... Hun- it's from Nurchies, right? Yeah, it's actually good. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's a third... I, I'm a bit of a pizza snob, but I admit that Nurchies is like a third category. Like, it's not... Nurchies is not <sighs> good. Nurchies is good. Bad Nurchies is bad. Yes, but also Nurchies is not like your. I'm gonna. Wa- I just want like you pizza. should never buy a regular pizza slice from Nurchies. Yeah. it should always be like. They are oh, what is this? This is a- our avocado ranch and beef. All right, give me it. You know. Yeah, they are a specialty pizza, and that's what you should get. It's a sheet, and I hate sheet pizza. Yeah, and I'm like, you got to get it as a sheet. Pizzas aside, we'll have to make you watch. However. I mean, we got to play Song of Ice and Fire one of these days, too. I've got the demo set. And I have the 3D train. Yes! The problem is, I need you to tell me what all factions are in this area right now. Do you know? I do, actually. Baratheon? Uh, Stark? Stark, well, that, Stark Lannister. Stark Lannisters. That was the first box. So um, and uh, Night's Watch. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'm leaning towards Stark just because I have this addiction to playing good guys. I'm going to be playing Baratheon, and I'm, I'll be playing either So Scandals. far, I'm not hearing the one I'm interested in. So. Which is the one you're interested in? Free Folk? I'm not telling you yet. Okay. Free Folk. Yeah. yeah. Jonah's, keep, Free Folk. Jonah's keeping that a secret that he's secretly Tor- dreams giant of being bait. a giant riding yeah. a mammoth. But the, um, so, um, I think we're going to close out here for the night, and I think we're going to start doing a tradition at the end of the cast, and I'm going to put Sean and Ricky on the spot. Brian is making up traditions on the spot. Sean, we, did you talk about this before I arrived? Nope. Fashionably? No, he did not. Nope. Um, so, 
What project are you working on for Wargaming, Ricky? Uh, actually, no. Um, I, I did actually just uh, just start one. Okay. You probably guessed this already, but that large box of Apocalypse Intercessors I got from the store right before... Yep. I think that was literally right before... Yeah, it was like one of the last purchases. Yeah, you... I beat you to it by like an hour and 15 yep. minutes. Yep, because I was pissed because I wanted it. Because yeah. that was going to be one of my closing projects. I have found a, uh, I have found an STL. And it is a chainsword. And there is a pistol. So there will be lots and lots of Death Company intercessors <laughs> with the Stardust chainswords. Awesome. So I'm going to check in with you at the start of next cast to see how you're doing. Sean? So if anyone follows me on my... Instagram, they just saw me finish up two uh, Lancers for the Atemptus Titanicus. I have one more Reaver in my initial box to build, uh, to finish painting. Uh, but for two weeks from now, uh, I'd really like to work on the six uh, Scorp Tech Destroyers. Cool. I'm going to finish off my... Um my chaos knights that i've been working on actually my chaos knights start collecting i'd love to be done with the knights and move on to the lord on the cadrac i don't know how to say that carcadrac carcadrac giant lizard chaos lizard giant lizard that appeared out of nowhere yeah so that's what my plan is um our listeners if you actually care share on our instagram page wargaming after dark um post pictures and tell us what you're doing because we'd love to know. You could also go to search us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and do the same. Um, and if you're doing well and making lots of progress, you will guilt all of us that follow social media. Yeah. So let us know if you're interested. Um, all right, guys. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. Have a good night.